You're listening to the Build Shapes Podcast, presented by Midco Sports Network. Midco SN is proud to bring you the region's best coverage of University of North Dakota athletics, and that will continue to be the case when the calendar flips to 2020. We've got 15 live UND basketball and hockey games coming your way in January alone, a full slate, of course, in February into tournament time. It's all on Midco Sports Network. This is how we do sports, and this is the Build Shapes Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Build Shapes Podcast, taping this on a Monday morning, December the 30th, in the middle of Blizzard Brenda, as they're calling it. Alex Hindert alongside Bill Shaves. Happy holidays, Bill. Christmas in the rearview, New Year's coming up. Uh, and and we most of the time, this is obviously a festive time and, and a happy time to be with family and friends and to celebrate. Uh, but this was a really hard weekend for you, the, the RUND family, uh, kind of a heartbreaking time with some difficult things that have happened with people that we know and that we care about a lot. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, happy holidays, Alex. Hopefully you did have a great Christmas with uh, you and your family. Um, you're right, you know, we, uh, we received some, you know, tough news on, uh, on Friday, um, uh, Hunter Pinky uh, was skiing in Colorado and uh, unfortunately had an accident on the slopes. And so, you know, we're monitoring, literally monitoring that that situation, um, uh, you know, as we as we speak. And, uh, you know, that will continue to be kind of a day by day, you know, scenario. And then uh, then yesterday uh, on Sunday, we found out that one of our uh, just unbelievable, tremendous supporters, former student athlete, um, brother to our head football coach passed away. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, losing someone like Lowell Schweiger is just, uh, you know, tough, tough pill to swallow for uh, for many of us around here. Yeah, certainly. Um, this, it's just always hard to hear two, two people who were just so ever present in the UND community. Hunter you know, was a junior now with the University of North Dakota football program, a tight end on the team who's a North Dakota kid from Wishick, North Dakota, went to South Border High School, uh, a guy that was the one of the FCA leaders uh, for, for the campus. And one of the team leaders for this football team was always kind of the guy front and center at team prayer after games were over and very active in the community uh, to hear about his accident and now he's got a long road back to recovery it was a severe spinal cord injury and a, a back issue and one great thing about his situation right now is that he's in in good spirits and he's staying in Colorado to get treatments uh there's been such a great rallying of community support around him a GoFundMe page was started for Hunter and his family to help cover a pretty you know, a large medical bill that's going to be coming their way. And already $72,000 have been raised. So awesome there. Um, there is a link, by the way, to Hunter's GoFundMe page on both Tom Miller's story about this on the Grand Forks Herald website. Uh, I think UND Football 360 has a link as well. So if you're out and, and want to give uh, to a family that has been so tremendous and, and a UND family as well, Hunter's mom through track, it was a track and field athlete at UND. Uh, great, great way to go and support that and support a young man that has given a lot back in a really short period of time to the UND and Grand Forks community. Uh, and then with Lowell as well. I mean, Lowell was, you talk about a guy that was at every event, was, you know, the, the MC of UND Booster Luncheon, the president of the UND Athletics Booster Board, a guy that just meant so much to so many people around the university. It's just so hard to see someone that was not, was not at the, the stage in life where you would think something like this would happen, but, but passes away. And, and uh, that's a big, a big void that the UND community is going to feel for a long time. Yeah, you're right, Alex. I, you know, I can't, couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, you know, you touched on a lot of, you know, um, you know, pertinent things. And, uh, yeah, I mean, with Hunter, for sure, the GoFundMe page certainly, uh, you know, will help, uh, you know, in, in any way possible, uh, 
you know, the Pinky family and, uh, you know, um, you know, we just need to try to be there in support and, uh, you know, in any way possible. And that's what we'll do. I mean, that's what, uh, that's what families do. And you step up and, uh, you know, in these types of times and uh, not even sure what at this point we need to really do. Um, but it, in literally, that's where the day by day kind of comes in is uh, we've just got to figure it out as we as we go about, um, you know, how we can support Hunter um, as we move forward, uh, you know, as he uh, as he, you know, takes this path, uh, you know, whatever the path may be. And we all never know what our paths are going to be. I mean, we just don't, uh, you know, you, we might think we do, um, you know, but you know, literally, uh, you know, a day later, a second later, something could alter. And so, uh, um, and then of course, yeah, with the news with, uh, Lowell, you know, he just, uh, you know, he, he always was just there, you know, and, and he was someone that was, um, and, and I don't know how to say this, but I, I, I was thinking about this today. I, there's, there's people that you meet in life and they have a good way about them because they care so much and they want to make things better. And everyone has a way of providing that. I'll say, how should I say information to you? And, and, and Lowell always came from a place of caring, always wanted to make things better. And I saw Eric Martinson's tweet yesterday, and, and he, he hit it. And I, I'll expand a little bit more. I, I've, I've met folks in life that, that, that in times they want to be right because they want to be right. Lowell never wanted to be right, but he always was right if that makes sense. It, you know, I mean, he said it, he would say things in a way that was not about him. It was about, it was about trying to make UND better and trying to make people that were here at UND better all the time. And, you know, there's something to be said for that. You know, you can be, um, you know, how should I say that can be intimidating for you. If, uh, if, if, if maybe you're not realizing the direction he's coming from, you know, I, I had probably, I'll call it my quarterly coffee. I don't drink coffee, so it was cold caffeine. Um, but we would have, we would have, uh, our, our quarterly meetings, if you will. And Lowell would have a list for me and, you know, and, you know, I would say, all right, bring on the list, you know, and, uh, and, and, and in so many ways it was, I could get so much out of 60 minutes with him and you know what? It was it was straight up. It was real. And you know what? There were things that I would leave right from that. I'll call it meeting and uh, and and try to change right away. And um, and he was kind of the eyes and ears to some degree, uh, you know, for for certainly me and uh, for others. And so uh, we're going to miss him. That's for sure. And, uh, you know, prayers go out to the Schweigert family for sure. Yeah, certainly. Lowell, a, a good man and a great man. And he had that gravelly voice. And anytime, you know, you'd host the booster lunch, you'd get up there and he'd kind of go into the, the spiel. But, you know, there was always that tender side. And you saw that when he would introduce Bubba every time. And he'd always have a tough time getting through the introduction because he was so proud of his little brother that it was coaching the team that he quarterbacked in the 70s and all the, all the things that go along with that. Uh, just a real genuine guy. And like you said, yeah, I, I 100% agree. A guy that just had the best interest of others always in mind. So it, as for the, for the Schweigert family and the Pinkert family, yes, our, our thoughts and prayers go out to them both. And, um, 
there's really no other way to, no good way to, to say it. We just, you, you will miss Lowell and we wish Hunter the best moving forward in this recovery time. And, and you know, and, and, you know, obviously hell of an athlete, two sports, two sport athlete, you know, at, at the college level, you know, play uh-huh. baseball as well. And so, you know, I just, uh, a very sad weekend for sure, uh, for, for all of us, but we, we're going to be strong. We're going to, um, you know, figure out what we need to do for the Schweiger, Schweiger family and for the Pinky family as, as we move forward. So, so I guess I'll say stay tuned at that point in time you know uh, we've got uh, we've got to make sure that um, we support you know both those families as best as we can yeah certainly and that's that's the one great thing about this UND community is that these two families aren't going to go through these tragedies and they are they're not going to go through them alone and we've already seen that in the last handful of days as the news has gone out there's just been this great overwhelming amount of support that comes from being a part of something special like University of North Dakota Athletics and the university community and and Grand Forks and North Dakota in general it's it's a special place because of that and you know, hopefully those two families have felt the arms of this community wrap around them because um, that's that's what this is all about this family is bigger than just what happens on the playing field. It goes beyond that. So, uh, yeah, certainly tough, tough time, tough weekend for the UND community, but, uh, that's, that's what the community is about is rallying around when things like this happen. So best, again, our best wishes to the pinkies and the Schweigerts now at this time, certainly. Um, as we transition a bit uh, from some really tough news, of course, there were a couple of games going on this weekend. Uh, last non-conference action for the men's and women's basketball team. Hockey was on the road as well with an exhibition game. And it, it obviously seems insignificant a little bit to talk about actions on the court and on the ice. But we'll, we'll just briefly touch on what was going on. Uh, Paul Sather's crew trying to go for back-to-back Power 5 wins out in Corvallis, Oregon. Pretty good Oregon State Beaver team. They were 9-2 and two going into that contest. And the game was close for a while, Bill, really. It's tight one that UND hung in there against Oregon State and it was a, an eight point deficit at the half but then the Beavers just a little bit too much in the second half to pull out a double digit victory uh, for UND to wrap up their non-conference season. Yeah, you know, I, I, I think both uh, the men and the women uh, and quite frankly for hockey as well um, good opportunity to to play before uh, they really get back into league play on, both, uh, on all three sides and uh, so, you know, um, yeah, I, I, I I know Oregon State coming off a loss to Texas A&M, it was going to be a difficult game for sure. Uh, but I thought we we played pretty well. I really felt bad for Keenan Walter. I mean, he he goes back. I'll call it quote unquote home, and I think he played end up about six minutes. I mean, he got two quick fouls and then picked up a third. And I mean, it just you know, just one of those games where it just that happens. I mean, I you know, um, and I didn't visually see it. Um, it was uh, what Pac-12 Network, and mm-hmm. as far as the streaming and all that stuff. So I was just listening to Paul's call, and uh, you know, um, those things happen, Alex. I mean, I I mean, unfortunately, I mean, he had a you know big big family uh, crowd there and uh you know they got to watch him for most of the game set like what what I'm doing right now that's too bad so uh um but you know that's 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 just part of basketball and uh yeah now now the uh, men's team flies uh to Denver just like the women do and uh and open up summit league play and i know bruce team uh probably didn't uh you know that's not what they were obviously looking for down in new orleans but uh but new orleans played scrappy they play they made some big shots and uh um and and so uh you know i, I think both teams are poised uh to to you know uh get into summit league play and we all know it's a long haul and yesterday was the start of it and so uh so here we go 
Yeah, the men enter conference play at 6-8 and eight on the season. Again, they play Denver on Thursday night at 8 o'clock. The women, uh, yeah, tough six-point loss at New Orleans. Uh, Brew, by the way, going with the freshman big time in that game. 59 points off the bench, all from freshmen. He had said in the post-game presser, like, you know, the our upperclassmen kids just weren't quite getting the job done, so we gave the freshman kids an opportunity, and, and they really responded. Olivia Lane had her best game as a UND player with 21 points and 10 boards. Megan Zander had 18 points in that contest. Casey Baravich had eight, 11 points and 8 assists. Uh, they just came up a little bit short in that game to the privateers. But like you said, a chance to get some action in. And now, and they play Denver on Wednesday. So their, their summer league season starts on New Year's Day before both the men and women will be back home against Purdue Fort Wayne uh, for a doubleheader on Sunday at 2 o'clock and at 4.30. But you know, for both of these teams, big opportunity on the road to get Summit League play started. And as you mentioned, the rest of the league was in action yesterday. And a lot of these teams now have a game under their belt. But on the women's side, the Pioneers were awfully good last season. They earned the three seed. UND knocked them off in the first round of the Summit League tournament. Uh, DU coming off a win to start their Summit League season. And, and the DU men, a season ago, were picked to finish second in the Summit League, had just a clunker of a campaign and didn't make the tournament. But that's an awfully talented team. So both of these teams answer Summit League play, you know, kind of with expectations. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, for UND to go on the road, what they can get out of this opening week uh, with, with the home a home game coming on Sunday, but you start on the road, of course, uh, against a couple of pretty good pioneer squads. Yeah, there's there's no reason why any any team right now isn't thinking, hey, we're zero and zero, and we had the non-conference season, so to speak, and we kind of figured out who we are and maybe who we're not is probably more important. And you know, for for a team like uh, um, you know our ladies team, where we 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 definitely have a number of uh, options, and I, I just think that that in some ways brew this whole year to some degree will be kind of a, uh, I'll say not necessarily a work in progress, but almost like a mix and match. Like who's the right, who's the right um, lineups for the teams you're playing. And so, uh, and then on the men's side, you know, I think if, uh, you know, we can continue to get um, good leadership from our, our seniors, I think, uh, you know, and, and good play, obviously um, I think that will give us a chance to, uh, you know, to make some noise on both sides. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, cautiously optimistic to see where uh, both programs go uh, this year. But I, I think it's going to be, you know, we're going to see some ups. We're going to see some downs. We're, uh, you know, it's going to be challenging. But uh, I think the summit is, uh, you know, it, it's going to be interesting for sure. Probably what we're talking, probably South Dakota on the lady side is is probably, probably, you know, you would say going in has is, is, is done a nice job from a non-conference standpoint, but the men's side seems a bit wide, maybe a little bit more wide open. Yeah, I would agree. I think, yeah, the women for sure. I mean, USD was top 25 in the country uh, until losing to a top 10 ranked South Carolina team the other day. And that's a, a pretty good USD team that's rolling a little bit right now. The men's side, though, there is no favorite. It really feels like anybody can beat anybody. And we saw that a little bit in on, on match day one, if you want to call it, with Western Illinois beating a USD team that I think a lot of people felt, hey, that's probably a top two team, maybe uh, maybe the best team in the league. 
Western wins going away in that contest. It just feels like that anybody can beat anybody. There's so many talented teams. It feels very balanced. You know, there's no Mike Dom in South Dakota State that is the prohibitive favorite this year. And even they were the favorites last year. They didn't make it out of the first round of the tournament. So it really, any weekend, any particular night, anybody can take care of business. And I think this UND team, I think, has proven that they're talented enough on the men's side and the women's side, for that matter, that they can take care of business against anybody. So it's, I, I just think the Summit League season is so much fun and, it, and when you get to conference play and you agree I know I, you get to see these teams that there's familiarity with and you play everybody twice home and away and you're building towards something that that's coming in March in Sioux Falls there's just something different about summit play versus non-conference and I, I that's what these kids are going to experience come this Wednesday Thursday yeah I would agree with that and 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 I guess the you know the other thing as you were mentioning that is and and kind of maybe to underscore it a little bit more as far as the difference between our men's team and our women's team, we certainly have you know uh, some upperclassmen on the men's side that have been through the the, the Summit League uh, um, you know I guess uh, travels and, and 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 know where they're playing this year all that type of stuff where with all so many freshmen on the ladies side you know again it's almost like they're going through it for the first time because they are going through they it are. for the first yeah. time so it, you know it it just it's just interesting but uh it should be exciting and fun and uh, you know I, I'll say this it's it's easily one of the best conference tournaments in the country uh when it comes uh you know to uh the tournament in sioux falls so you know as we kind of flip the calendar january and we go you know into this uh you know summit league regular season full bore you know if you're if you're thinking about going down i can't tell you how fun it is down there and it's just game after game and just great crowds and uh, people are into it they just are and you know what it's cool it's really cool one little thing to put on your calendar, UND Hockey is in Omaha that weekend. So if you, if you want to make a little road trip out of it, head down to Omaha, catch UND take on the Mavs on the 6th and 7th on Friday, Saturday, and then kind of work your way back up I-29. So it's a quick two and a half hours from Sioux Falls to Omaha and catch Summit League tournament action on that Sunday through Tuesday. That's a, I mean, take a couple of days off work. Enjoy yourself. That really could be a pretty fun weekend of sports. And depending on how the seating goes. Now, last year it worked out that the UND women were playing on Sunday. So you could kind of do the hockey thing on Friday, Saturday, and then still catch the women playing on Sunday and then see them play in a semifinal on Monday. Who knows how things will shake out this year, but there's a possibility you could catch like seven, eight UND games in a course of about four days or so in two different sites, only three hours away. Could be, could be kind of fun. Just keep that on your calendar, early March. You know, no doubt. And, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, um, like I said, just the, uh, the level of um, excitement in that, that facility and arena for all those games, it's just, even if your team's not participating, it's just a lot of fun. It really yeah. is. And so, uh, so anyways, that, that's really a good thought, Alex. And, uh, you know, with that, you know, probably a good uh, transition into hockey. And I uh, uh, thought the, uh, the guys did a good job on, uh, on Saturday. And uh, a number of them, uh, you know, getting ice time, which I think was critical. I mean, it, and again, you never want to have anyone have a flu, right? I mean, so we had a couple guys sick and maybe recovering in that regard. And, uh, you know, and, and uh, Coach Barry made a decision, obviously, to, to keep a few home and a few are across, uh, oh, in, in the Czech Republic. And so we've got that going. <laughs> and so, so there's that. Um, but, but really about, what, five, five of our mainstays and, and uh, really without Adam, 
uh, playing uh, really about six. So I thought we did a pretty good job. Yeah, you mean you hit it on the head. It was a a uh, I don't want to say a split squad because that's not the right word. But when you're missing, you know, six of the twenty four or so guys on your on your team, that yeah, that's a, that's a that's a smaller group. You don't quite have the full number. But uh, smartly, Bradbury choosing not to bring. Gosh, Colton Pullman didn't make the trip. Jordan Kawaguchi didn't make the trip. Um, Harrison Blaisdell didn't make the trip uh, because of illness. And, and as you mentioned, you know, Jacob Bernard Docker and Shane Pinto were playing in the World Juniors. And Adam Shield was a, a healthy scratch because they wanted to get some other goaltenders some work. Is this a limited team that still went out and beat the best, you know, 2002 born players in the country three to one? And it's an exhibition game, but it's still a road game in a different environment. I think really cool for four of our national team development program alums to get a chance to go back and I'm sure see billet families that they had a chance to you know live with for a couple of years and certainly for a couple of UND recruits uh, and Jake Sanderson and Tyler Clevin who's a Fargo kid a couple of guys that are playing for the U18s to sort of get to see the team they're going to be a part of now up close and personal uh, for a night it was just just a cool night for I think for for everybody involved and I gave Bass coming back from injury getting a full you know quote-unquote 60 minutes you know getting it to play a full game and Peter Tomey stepping in for the first time since the exhibition game preseason and playing really well, 14 of 14 stats or shots stopped. All those things, Colin Adams, you know, scoring a goal and assisting right next to his hometown of Brighton, Michigan. Just a good night to get guys back on the ice and get ready for the second half of the season, which starts this weekend at home against Alabama Huntsville. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I, I just thought there was just, uh, you know, a lot of positives that, that came out of it for sure. And, um, kind of, kind of neat, uh, for, for us to, to go there as well. And, uh, you know, that was something that I thought that the development team probably really did appreciate, uh, for sure. And, uh, you know, I, I think the way Brad has scheduled, uh, these games, uh, previously and this year makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of, uh, games around the country, uh, this weekend, but, uh, and that, you know, that's a tough one when you have a little bit of a break and you go straight back into it. So I, I just kind of like the way we, uh, I'll say it eased into it. And, uh, now you're right now it's back on, on Saturday and, uh, you know, it's huge, excuse me, Friday and Saturday. And, uh, you know, huge against Huntsville. Uh, they're all big, right? I mean, they're just, uh, that's the way it goes, but, uh, uh, should be interesting. And I know our, uh, our guys are having a little bit of travel, uh, you know, issues, you know, getting back, but you know, I, th- those are just, uh, those are just details in life. You know, uh, you just, you handle, you handle it and you move on. And, uh, I'm sure our guys will handle it well. Yeah, the major winter storm that's moved across, not, not just the upper Midwest, but the entire country, you know, forcing UND to have to bounce around a little bit. And now they're on a bus somewhere between Duluth and Grand Forks. But obviously they won't be as you're listening to this, but you hope they get back safe. And hopefully that doesn't affect the, the week too much as they take on a Huntsville team that when you look at the record, you know, they only have one win on the season. They're the 60th ranked team in pairwise. You would think you'd be able to go out and take care of business, but that's what makes this these two games so important. These are games you cannot lose because... Because of the position of your op- opponent, and it's eerily similar to the way the Canisius series set up last year, where you're playing a team that ah, they haven't had a great first half of the season. You should take care of business, but if you don't, they can really damage you for the rest of the year when you look at the pairwise standings. Well, no doubt, Alex, and, and you know, I guess you know, but you think about it, and you just say, you know, in a in a one sixty minute uh, game where you just never know, a goalie could be hot that day. Stuff stuff can happen. I mean, it, it really can, and so uh, you know, obviously. 
obviously we've uh, we've taken care of business, uh, you know, uh, incredibly well this whole year. But um, but we've got to come back focused. And uh, and you're right. I mean, you, that's probably. Uh, you know that could be certainly damaging to you. Uh, you know, should something uh, occur on Friday or Saturday, so so our guys will be focused. They they will be. They'll they'll be ready to go. Uh, now I would assume, given the scenario here, Shane and Jacob will be uh, uh, coming back probably maybe the fifth, sixth, somewhere in that range. So uh, um, so obviously uh, opportunities for others. To, to, to step in, which I think is great. I mean, I, you know, and, and I think that's a good thing for, for a lot of these guys that obviously go to the rink every day and, and push all of our guys, but to have the, the, the shot this weekend is kind of cool. Yeah. Great opportunity. Yeah, the lines will look a little bit different. We'll have different guys in different you know, spots than they normally would be getting more minutes than they normally would be on specialty teams as well. But those are good things to build your team and build your depth. And like you said, all these guys on this team are good. I mean, this this is a top to bottom, really deep team. And it's going to present uh, the chance for somebody to make a statement and try and push for playing time for the second half. And, uh, you know, you hope that we'll be watch, kind of scoreboard watching as we're watching these games because that's again the championship games and, the, and the, the medal round will all be taking place in the Czech Republic I know Team USA obviously is and Canada as well both of those teams have had ups and downs early in the tournament Shane Pinto has had a phenomenal start to the tournament he was the tournament's leading scorer through two games with three goals and three assists pretty good start for him uh, Team USA losing to Team Canada in the first game of the group and then taking care of business against Germany and then beating Russia, which was a big win for them the other day. Canada, kind of the opposite. Started off great with the win against the U.S. JBD played well in that game. And then they really stumbled against Russia and, and got blown out in that contest. And and Canada, as we are potting right now, are bouncing back against Germany. I believe we're up 3 nothing in that contest. So both of these teams are going to make the, the quarterfinals at least. And then it's, you know, it gets tough. There are a lot of good teams in this tournament. Sweden, Finland, one of those teams will be waiting in the quarters, potentially you're in the semifinals. And you got to beat some pretty good teams to get a medal around your neck at the World Juniors. But certainly Shane and Jacob, both representing North Dakota and representing Colorado hockey pretty well early on in this tournament yeah the way it's uh the way it's kind of gone is uh you know you try to you're you're going to try to want to be first or second in pool play to avoid finland or sweden uh in that quarterfinal round uh and uh even what i think finland and sweden i think uh they play to an overtime game themselves so you know that Mm -hmm. they're really good and so anyways all that to be said uh you know even even if you finish third or fourth (laughs) Uh, you know, obviously you'd, you'd probably get one of those two, but even if not, uh, it's going to be a challenge in the quarters. And so uh, just a lot of good teams. Uh, and Canada's kind of going through a little bit of adversary, adversity right now, had an injury. Someone had to sit out with the suspension. And so, um, so they're, they're trying to figure it out themselves. And uh, so I think U.S. finishes up as we're potting right now with the host Czech Republic tomorrow and uh, see where that one uh, lies. And that's a tough one for, for the Team USA because Czech, if they if they lose, they might finish last in the, in the, uh, in the pool. It's all still up in the air. That'll be a motivated Czech Republic team who beat Russia, you know, in front of their home fans to open up the group, but then lost to Germany. And yeah, all these teams are fighting for a spot in the medal round. And what's really unique about this tournament too, it's a little bit soccer style where there's relegation. Like there's a, there's a world juniors B and a world juniors C and those teams are trying to fight their way up into this top division. And so if you find yourself in that bottom seed, then you have to have a playoff with the last place team from the other group. And the loser of that gets relegated. And so for the Czech Republic, you know, who who has gotten this spot because they're the hosts, they want to 
keep their seat at the table, so to say. So there's a lot of motivation, even if maybe you can't make the medal round. All of these games matter so much. So uh, with all that to be said, again, all these games are on NHL Network. So keep watching and following Jacob and Shane as they make their way through this tournament. Go ahead, Bill. Quick question is, uh, so uh, last year, I think Kazakhstan was in that sort of two out of three, I think, sort of uh, play uh, play not to get relegated, and they didn't. Um, how, how does it work? Like, how did I think it was Germany maybe that was not in it last year? Like, is there another group of countries that are playing right now in another tournament? And let's call it a for for lack of a better term, the championship league, right? And <laughs> if we're going to go to uh, English uh, soccer parlance, are they playing right now? And the winner of that one, the ones that get the gold medals, come up. Correct. Yep. Yep. So there's, there are, I believe three world junior championships and this is the A division. And I believe there's a B division and a C division and you see the, and so like Great Britain and Italy and Slovenia and some of these other teams, they're all playing each other. So there's all these different groups of, of 10 teams or how would, and that are fighting for the shot to, to play in this group. And yep, the top, if you win that group, win your division, you get promoted. And if you lose, you get relegated down. So, uh, and I believe you're right. Yeah. Kazakhstan, I believe was the team that was able to, to hang on. And I, I, gosh, I can't remember who they beat I mean, to keep their spot. And, uh, and I believe Germany was the team that was able to win that lower group and move themselves into this top tier. So the the top teams, I mean, typically, you know, the U.S., Canada, Finland, Sweden, those teams are never really in the battle to be relegated, but it happens every once in a while. Those teams are pretty much in this tournament every year, but those groups of teams that are from, you know, lesser hockey powers, you know, you're fighting for a chance to to play in on the big stage, you know, to play with these big teams. And that's what's at stake right now in different tournaments around Europe, uh, these other teams that are trying to make their way up. Yeah, and I mean, weirdly, I mean, obviously, we mentioned probably the 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 teams that probably have the best chance of winning. But even in a year, you just never know. You could have an odd year for whatever reason that just your team doesn't click. Something doesn't happen. Maybe you don't get you know certain players playing. Maybe they're injured, and uh, you could find yourself uh, in that in that. I'll call it that relegation. I think it's best two out of three at that point, and that that would be scary. I mean, uh, you know, it, when when U.S. lost that first game to Canada, and then you're seeing the other results, and you're like, holy cow. I mean, uh, game by game, it, it is tricky. So uh, um, should be should be a fun watch the rest of the way. Yeah, I would say so. It's It's been a fun tournament. It always is. They're just fun to see these college stars and kind of the next, you know, top prospects around the country, you know, seeing guys that are going to be taken, you know, in the first round of the NHL draft going at it. It's, it's a really fun tournament. So that again, that goes all the way through that first weekend of January. Stay tuned to NHL network to keep track of what's going on with Shane and Jacob over in the Czech Republic. Uh, anything else from, from your perspective, Bill, from a, from a UND side of things that's happening right now that you want to touch on? No, the one thing we didn't touch on at this point in time is, uh, you know, obviously we do have the hoop games uh, in Denver, but then we turn right around and uh, we talked about hockey having home home games. But then Sunday we've got a, a double dip um, at the Betty. So uh, both hoop teams will be here. So uh, um, would love to, uh, you know, for, for folks to come on out and support the teams. And I know coming off the road, they're going to be excited about uh, playing at the Betty. 
Yeah, not a lot of home games for either the men or the women this year. To this point, now they're going to start to pick up. And Purdue-Fort Wayne comes to town again. Women at 2 o'clock, men at 4.30. Both the men and women are in action midweek as well at home against Omaha before the hockey team takes on Omaha next week as well. So a lot of a lot of home action coming up here to kick off 2020. Exciting stuff uh, for, the, for the men's and women's basketball teams and for hockey as well. Uh, 2020, Bill, we're like, we have, we have a day left in this particular year. When you think back on 2019 and you think about the year that you just had, the calendar year that just wrapped up, what stands out? What do you think you'll remember about 2019? Went fast. Went fast. It always goes fast. I mean, uh, holy cow. Um, you know, just, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of great, uh, great, opportunities to be with our student athletes and uh you know they've uh they do a great job both in the classroom but you know honestly alex i mean that that competition aside obviously you want to win games and you want to win by a point a goal whatever it might be but um what they do in the community um the the hours that they log um for community service and and it's really led by our student athlete uh advisory committee our sac uh they 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 really want to go out into a community like grand forks and uh and and lead and uh and and that probably stands out the most i mean i I have an assumption, like this is what I assume as an athletic director. I assume that you want to come to college. I assume you actually want to get a degree. I assume you want to do well in class. I assume that you want to play as well as you can during this time that you are in the fields of competition. But the idea of going out and serving the community is huge. And, you know, that's that's kind of a want to, right? It's like playing defense or going to rebound. It's like that's a want to. Like you, it's a want to for our, our 350 student athletes. So I appreciate what they do. And, uh, um, that, that probably sticks out the most and that, you know, probably it's one of those, you know, games are you're going to win games. You're going to lose games. And, and trust me, there's no one that wants to win more than our coaches, our staff, our, our student athletes who put in the time, but, uh, but to re- really serve our community is huge. Hmm. Well said. That's, and you and you did it very well. You know, this the student athlete group did a phenomenal job of getting out and making an impact in the greater Grand Forks area and around the state of North Dakota and around the upper Midwest. And that's, like I said, those are the things that change lives, not just, you know, the lives of the people you're, you're serving, but your own life, you know, to, to put on that hat of service and to go out and to make those things happen. So that's the goal for 2020, I'm sure. More of the same, to keep those things up in the community and to, to make this UND athletics program more than just, you know, a winner on the ice or on the field or on the court, et cetera, but to really make an impact out there as well. No doubt. And, you know, I, I think uh, probably appropriately so, you know, I, well, I'll say this, a couple things is one, um, I appreciate you hosting um, this podcast on a, on, a, um, on a weekly basis. And we try our best to, to keep it light and to try to do the things that we need to do on it. But, but we also hit into, you know, I, I think areas that make sense. And it gives, I guess, uh, even in my chair, an opportunity to go deeper than 140 or 280 characters and or, or a quote. Um, so you can kind of you know get you know delve into some things but you know as we head to 2020 we'll we'll keep it uh you know light on the b side but i think for this particular pod it probably makes sense to forego the b side and just you know think about the 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 pinky family and the schweigert family and uh um and and all that they've uh, you know encountered over the last 48 hours or so or 72 hours and uh and i guess we just need to probably end this one with being you know just saying that you know we're all going to be here for 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 both of those families as we're moving forward and and flip the calendar to 2020. Yeah, certainly. 
Yep, certainly a good way to good way to wrap things up here on our, our final pot of the year. So we'll be back in the new year, uh, thinking about those two families certainly, and, and thinking about the start of another another calendar year that's that's going to provide a lot of great moments and great memories, and and we're looking forward to it certainly from uh, from an athletics perspective and from a life perspective. You just never know what's gonna what's gonna happen. So enjoy it, enjoy the time that you get to spend with with the people that you love, and uh, make the most of it because uh, you just never know what's what's in store no doubt appreciate you alex yeah you as well bill yeah big thanks to bill shaves of course for the time big thanks to our producer cassie niles who does so much for the university shout out to cassie uh thanks to you for listening Uh, we wish you the best as the calendar turns hope you had a great 2019 all the best to you and yours in 2020 until next week's pod i'm alex heiner thanks for listening we'll talk to you soon 